something happens to me inside. And it's not, it has nothing to do with good or evil, right? It's not because I remember this person was good or this person was this. Just a certain kind of thing. I didn't make myself clear. It doesn't matter what I can, that's what I'm saying. Shona. Two books are open. And again, just soak it in. Inherit. The book of life and God forbid the other book. And uh, on Rosh Hashanah, on Lunas, we sign our name in either book. And on Yom Kippur, we seal our name. We seal ourselves. Um, How do you sign? Sign your name, right? You seal? You seal your name. And again, let's be very clear to you. It is absolutely us who sign. Everyone is signing himself. Because you have to know something very, very deep. Whatever is coming down from heaven, you know, it is unbelievable, you know, that God doesn't do anything without consulting us. It's unbelievable. God does not do anything without consulting us. On the deepest depths, you know, which is unbelievable, God does not do anything to the world without consulting the world. It's You know, it's awesome to think, you know. Imagine, God forbid, let's say, it should never happen again to the world, but imagine before war in the world, so to speak, God asked the world. It's unbelievable. Again, just soak it in now, maybe it'll come more clear, but just listen. But Rosh Hashanah is more than consulting. And Rosh Hashanah, Mamish, I'm signing my name wherever I want to. You know, like, uh, let's go on a very simple level. You know, if I think that all I have to do in this world is eat blintzes and go to movies, or go up to heaven and say, listen, where is this book which is for the movies and the blintzes? Uh, show me this book. It's not the book of life. Want to do something more with your life? Ah. As where's my book? Show you. Oh, this is the book. Okay. Just bear all this in mind. Again, everybody knows on Yom Kippur, on the Day of Atonement, we talk about, we ask God for forgiveness, we already dealing with our good doings or wrongdoings. On Rosh Hashanah, we are not talking about what I did in the past or what I didn't do. I'm not interested in what you did yesterday, right? God says to me, brother, I just want to know what you want to do tomorrow. 
forget about yesterday. Meaning to say a person who failed all his life, maybe yesterday was the lowest creep in the world. Rosh Hashanah, something happens, if I want to write. Again, just bear with me, we'll get to it. That um, last year I, 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 I was looking to make a few more dollars, I say, doesn't give me that book with the dollar bills. I said, okay, this is the book. And again, please understand me. When we talk about life and not life, God forbid, we're not talking that God forbid if you sign your name in the book of not life, it means you have to take off the next day. We're not talking about that. And you might live 120 years, you know. You might even live 1,000 years, you know. But you are not written in the book of life. What a miserable life, right? What a miserable death. And again, somebody who writes his name in the book of life, you know, we hope, we pray and for long life, right? You know, but the most important thing is it doesn't really depend, doesn't depend how long you're hanging around this world. The question is, you know, what are you doing in this world? You know, you know again, if I love somebody very much, I'd rather spend with them five minutes then 2,000 years with somebody I don't love so much. Okay, this was Rab Nachman says. This is the deepest death. But again, Rosh Hashanah is the judgment day. What's, what's the judgment day of Rosh Hashanah? Just open your minds, friends. It's mind-blowing. He says on Rosh Hashanah, God is not judging my deeds. God is judging my name. Listen to the deepest steps. Because you have to know something, everything I ever did becomes part of my name. It's, it's carved in into my name. Everything I ever did. In this lifetime and another lifetime. Everything I did. Every thought. And he says, and um, you have to realize, God forbid, when I do something wrong, what am I doing? I'm tearing down my name, tearing down my own name. My name is not just, you understand what I mean to say? Well, Nachman says, a name is not just an outside thing, because somebody has to know how to call me. You see, some people think a name is just, imagine, I would live in a desert. I would live all around the world who needs a name. The name is only there for people to call me. But this is nonsense, right? The name is not for another person. The name is my soul. Remember the Val Shemtiv says that first of all, listen to this, God forbid somebody fails. You call them their name, they wake up. You know what that means? That means what happens when a person faints? The soul and the body are just moving away from each other, right? More than sleeping. When you sleep, your soul is just not so much in, inside your body, it's just surrounding your body. Fainting, soul moves away. When I call the person's name, I reconnect the body and the soul, right? Because I'm connecting the deepest depths of their being. 
there's a turn of Nabal Shem, you know, he says, if God forbid a person is about to die, God forbid, it shouldn't happen to anyone. And someone would stand there and call their name. They couldn't die. How could they? Sick about, you know. But anyway, the name, you know, like, sick about. But again, you know, You know, and again, I want you to think of it in a very deep way. The more I love a person, the more it's the name. You know, imagine I will say to somebody, you know, someone asked me about Danny. Oh, sister, oh, you mean the doctor, right? The name Danny doesn't mean that much to them, right? Oh, Danny's a brother-in-law, Danny's really something, you know? The more closer you are to a person, the less, it's not what they do, what they don't do, right? It's the name, the name itself. And basically, you know that in Hebrew, and in our Jewish tradition, there is no such a thing as, as a family name, second name. There's only a first name. That's all there is to it. The whole thing I say, you know, is that the added name is already taking off individuality. There is Mamish my name, that's it. You know in Hebrew how, how do you know who the person is? You say this person is the son of this person, right? Because it's the highest connection to the world, right? You'll ask who's this woman, you'll tell her she's the daughter of this one. Right? There is no family names. There's a whole thing in the Gemara, what do you do if two people live in the same city and their name is Yosef, the son of Shimon? You know, it's a whole thing. So then you say, then you have to add their grandfather. Because this is impossible already. Two names, the same fathers and the same grandfathers, mostly, unless Christ. But that's a, it's, it's, that means it's, it's what's of importance to the holy rabbis to talk about it. Okay, the name. Okay, now listen to this. What is my vessel for life? What is my vessel for life? My name is my vessel for life. And um, God forbid if my name is broken, then my vessel is broken. And you have to realize something very, very deep. You think my name is only in this world? My name is from heaven to earth. Between here and eternity is my name. It's an unbelievable, earth-shaking thing. What happens to Rosh Hashanah? It says God opens the book of memories. I mean, God remembers everything. But that means suddenly, listen to this very deep, what happens when you remember somebody? Remember the name, right? Strangest thing. Name. Especially when it comes to memory. When you meet somebody, may not be so much the name, right? When you remember somebody, that's the name. So Nachman says, 
What does it mean? And haven't they opened the books of memory? Sefer Zechainas? That means in heaven they look into your name. Now listen to the steeper steps. What is God's name in this world? What is God's name in this world? Imagine if all the names of all the people in the world would be fixed, then God's name was all to be fixed. Right? But since all our names are so broken, so God's name in the world is broken. So, if God's name is broken, it means his kingdom is broken. If God's name is broken. What do you do when you meet somebody, you love them so much, you don't, you don't remember their name? What do you do then? You know, imagine, God forbid, you know, I hope to live long and happy and have a good memory. Imagine I would meet my own daughter and I can't remember her name. Kabbalt would I cry. Kabbalt would I cry. Maybe the most unbearable crying in the world. Imagine I would meet my father and can't remember his name. But imagine something more unbearable. I would look in the mirror, can't remember my own name. Just can't remember my name. Don't have a name anymore. Okay, so just bear this in mind. Rosh Hashanah, the beginning of Rosh Hashanah is, if you remember, we blow the shofar. We blowing the shofar means we don't have the words yet. We're just blowing the shofar, crying <coughs> like mad. Sad words. Just remember this. We're blowing the great trumpet. We have no words. We don't remember the name. And again, just bear this in mind on Yom Kippur. The highness of Yom Kippur is that the high priest walks into the Holy of Holies and he pronounces God's name. Mamashi brought it back, right? All the fixing of Yom Kippur is that the name is fixed again. God's name is fixed and my name is fixed. Right? But again, if I'm a tzaddik, if I'm a holy person, then I sign my name Rosh Hashanah, right? I know my name. But just bear this in mind, Roshoniyam Kippur is meant for us who are not fixed yet.
you know why is it so good? Imagine, I will say, the Holy Shem. What happens? Okay, just imagine, close your eyes for a second. I would say, listen, um, President Carter. And then I would say, the Holy Shem. What happens to your soul? What happens to your soul when I said President Carter? No? Well, like scratching your soul. You know, just, but there was a dead name, right? I imagine the Holy Vashem, because the name is so much life. It was the name of a holy person. Right? <coughs> you know, it's so true. You know, sometimes we are somewhere, it's just an example. Someone mentions somebody's name, and Mama feels he was live because that person's name is fixed. Sometimes it might be a little person, and you might think this person didn't do anything in their lives, but when someone mentions their names, you smile. Ah. It means the name is fixed. Right? It might be somebody else who you think is the greatest person in the world, but when they mention the name, you know? Means the name isn't fixed. Okay, just bear this in mind. Oh, yeah. In life, there are three levels of life. You can just bear with me and listen to this. Sometimes things go straight, you know. I have a schedule. Everybody has a little schedule for themselves, you know. Schedule life. Then, God forbid, it shouldn't happen. Absolutely everything is not scheduled. Not only it's not on schedule, it's just absolutely turned over. But then there is something which is deeper than all this. Let, let me explain in this way. Listen to this. Okay, I met this girl, you know, and I fell in love with her. And we both are straight people, you know, and um, imagine the first date we were supposed to meet in front of uh, Rockefeller Center, 6 o'clock, and 5.59 I was there, you know, and she was there. and. Uh, you know, I had this limousine, the chauffeur, he was there on time, picked us up, and we went to the Copacabana, you know, we had the reserve table and everything was beautiful. At night, exactly 11.15, as I figured out we'd be ready, I proposed to her, and she said yes, and we arranged for the wedding to be December 26th, everything was okay, exactly a year later we had a baby like we expected, and everything. That means it's very beautiful, life according to schedule, sweet. <laughs> okay, if you like that. Okay, Hafnisht. Imagine, God forbid, Mamish, everything went wrong, you know? I waited for her at 6 o'clock at Rockefeller Center. She also waited for me, but not on the same door. We missed each other. I waited till 2 in the morning. She waited till 2 in the morning. I never called her back because I thought she didn't come. And she didn't call me because she thought I didn't come. Poor thing. A year later, I met her in Israel. 
she was really engaged to somebody else. How heartbreaking. I told her, you know, I'm so sorry you didn't come. And she said, what do you mean? I, I waited for you. I said, you waited for me? I waited for you. Okay, another year passes. I'm going to South Africa. South Africa, strangest thing. I'm walking up from the plane, listen to this. And I'm just going out from the plane. She's just coming in. I say, what happened? You, you didn't get married? She says, no, I broke up my engagement. So I says, oh, why didn't you tell me, you know? You know, I love you so much. And she said, where are you going? She says, you know, I got to make my plane. I'm sorry, you know? And she's off. Crazy, and I don't even know where she lives. Okay, I'm telling you an example, you know? This is possible to go on for five years, right? And okay, then finally, God has compassion, and I get married to her, right? What a crazy story, right? Write it down fast. Yeah. <laughs> Ever. But then imagine something else. You know, like um, Okay, I met this girl, you know. You know something, I just love you so much, I gotta meet you again. She says, You know something? I'll, I'll be hanging around the Rockefeller Center on Monday night, you know? Okay, I'm walking around from 6 o'clock till 3 in the morning. It's off schedule. About 3 30 we met. She walked this side, I walked this side, but somehow we met. Then I asked her, When will I meet you again? She says, You know something? I'll be the summer in Israel, I'll meet you. We didn't make any, and there was no appointment. I was hanging on the Holy Wall for four weeks every night. <laughs> okay, one night she showed up, you know. <laughs> Possible. But now listen to this. You think this is non-schedule? This is also non-schedule, but it's just, it's just, it's so beautiful, right? So boring, right? Absolutely fine. And, um, you know, I'll tell you something crazy, you know. Some people, they know their wedding date 10 years ahead, you know. One night we met and we decided, you know what, let's get married next week. Just like this. We call up our friends, we make it fast, we get married. We'll say, listen, you know, you got to invite people at least two months in the So we yeah, you know, Heartbreaking, it's never there from those non scheduled people. It says, No, I'm beyond schedule. It's beyond. Much beyond. I'm not the clock person. Now, listen to this in a nutshell. The, the scheduled person means that the vessels in the light are absolutely conformed. It's absolutely beautiful. The light and the vessels are just, everything's 100%. The second is like, the vessels are always broken. They're always broken. You know, the light is so strong. I just don't make vessels, you know. See, I met this girl who loved it so much, I made a vessel 
to be there at six o'clock at Rockefeller Center this is my little vessel for this great light and my vessels broke my vessels always break then there's a third kind of relationship who needs vessels? who needs vessels? just just light you know just like a river Okay, open your hearts, and I want you to know this is the deepest steps of Mamish, of Jewish mysticism, it's Mamish, deepest depths of Kabbalah, you know, because the secret of vessels. Okay, listeners, we have to learn a few places in order to make it clear. Okay, now listen to this. If you speak Hebrew, it's be stronger. Basically, the Aleph base is Aleph base Gimel Dalete, like you would say in English, peace. What's going on there, darling? ABC, but you know, the English letters without hurting anybody doesn't really have that much holiness, so it doesn't fit. But Aleph, Base, Gimel, Dalit, Hey, you know. So strong. And, um, Okay. So, Aleph Beis, Gimel, Dalet, Hebo, Zion, Chestas, Yud. means everything is flowing in order. Then, listen to this. There is Tov, Shin, Reish, Kuf, Tzadik, Pei, like going backward. Listen to the deeper steps. This is just unbelievably deep to remember. The months when we came out of Egypt is called Oviv means Aleph base means everything is in order. Don't ask me now about Chodesh Av and destruction of the temple. We'll come about this later. Don't mention it now because we'll get off the, off the track. There is Aleph base, everything is in order. And then there's Tov Shin going back. The month of Rosh Hashanah is called Tishri. You know what that means? Tov Shin Reish and you jump back to Yud. Absolutely broken, backward and broken. Backward and broken, right? Disconnected. So what happens to you when, when you're broken and disconnected? There's no words anymore, right? All you can do is mamish cry. Mamish cry. Right? How can I explain somebody else? Imagine if I would explain somebody else my disconnectedness and my brokenness, I would have to go first tell them exactly the way I was supposed to be, right? I would have to tell them my whole life the way I thought it should be. And then I have to tell them what happened. It, I can't, you know. It takes too long and who who's interested and who wants to hear it. So I I just have no words. And this is what Rabbi Nachman says, the deepest steps. What is it to do good and what is it to do wrong? Listen to this. This is Mamish, one of the top toys of Rabbi Nachman. To do right means that everything is flowing out of base kingdom. To do wrong means suddenly everything is backward. But then there are two kinds of wrongdoings. 
there is a wrongdoing that instead of going forward and going backward. And then there was some kind of wrongdoing, not only I'm going backward, because even backward has a little order, right? Tovshin, like I would go Y and then then W and maybe U, V. At least it's a little bit, but imagine I go suddenly from 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 Z, from Z to A, you know, from Reish you going up to Yud. So he says, Rosh Hashanah, this is, listen to this deeper steps, Rosh Hashanah, this is what we are fixing. The fixing of Rosh Hashanah is fixing the not flowingness and, and the disconnectedness and going backward and the jumping backward. Now listen to the steeper steps. This is you know, again, you know, sometimes you meet a person on, on, on a simple human, human relation level. You meet a person and talk to each other, it's mamish flowing, it's mamish beautiful, it's mamish all the face came the other day, right? Ask them, how are you, what are you doing, what's your name, oh, I'm so sweet, you're married, yeah, oh, it's beautiful, what do you do? You talk. Sometimes you meet a person and, uh, let's say you ask them, uh, what's your name? And they say, oh, you know, even if I tell you, you would be able to pronounce it. It's already like, oh, what do you know, right? It's already like uh, they're putting their hand over my face. Say it. Uh, did I ask you?